It's time to relax, grab a drink, pull up a chair by the hearth, and have a seat in the Scald Circle, and listen to the story of Gufa's exploits from Italian folklore, as told by Minogan. Before we begin our story, we wanted to remind you that we release new tales for free every week. Our shorter tales release on Wednesdays, and our longer chapter stories release on every other Saturday. Find out where you can hear them on our website at thescaldcircle.com, and be certain to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. That way, you'll never miss out on one of our enchanting tales from around the world. Now then, without further ado, this is Gufa's Exploits. After Gufa had scalded his little sister to death, his mother drove him from the house, and he entered the service of a priest. What wages do you want? asked the priest. Oh, um, one egg a day, and as much bread as I can eat. And you must keep me in your service until the screech owl cries in the ivy. The priest was satisfied, and thought he could not find such a cheap servant again. The next morning, Gufa received his egg and a loaf of bread. He opened the egg and ate it with a pin, and every time he licked off the pin, he ate a great piece of bread. Bring me a little more bread, he cried. This is not enough. And the priest had to get him a large basket of bread. So it was every morning. Oh, alas for me, cried the priest. In a few weeks, he will reduce me to beggary. And it was winter then, and would be several months until the screech owl cried in the ivy. In despair, the priest said to his mother, This evening, you must hide in the ivy and scream like an owl. The old woman did as she was told, and began to cry, Mahu! Mahu! Do you hear that, Gufa? said the priest. The screech owl is crying in the ivy. We must part. So Gufa took his bundle and was going to return to his mother. As he was going by the place where the priest's mother was still crying, Mahu! Mahu! He exclaimed, Oh, curse you, screech, I'll suffer punishment and sorrow. So, and then he threw stones into the ivy and killed the old woman. Now, Gufa's mother would not allow him to remain at home and made him take service as a swineherd with a farmer who sent him into the woods to keep the swine until they were fat and then drove them back. So Gufa lived several months in the woods until the swine were fat. As he was driving them home, he met a butcher and said to him, Would you like to buy some of these swine? I'll sell them to you at half price if you'll bring me back their ears and tails. The butcher bought the whole herd and paid Gufa the money together with the ears and tails. Gufa then went to a bog nearby and planted two ears close together and three spans off a tail, and so with all of them. Then he ran in great trouble to the farmer and cried, Sir, sir, imagine what a great misfortune has happened to me. I had fattened your swine beautifully and was driving them home when they fell into a bog and are all swallowed up in it. The ears and tails are the only things sticking out. The farmer hastened with all his people to the bog, where the ears and tails were still stuck out. They tried to pull the swine out, but whenever they seized an ear or a tail, it came right off. And Gufa exclaimed, You see how fat the swine were? They have disappeared in the marsh from pure fatness. The farmer was obliged to return him home without his swine. Well, Gufa took the money home to his mother and remained a time with her. Now, it was one day 
when his mother said to him, Gufa, we have nothing to eat today. What shall we do? Oh, leave it to me, mother, said he, and he went to the butcher. Gossip, give me half a rotaloo of meat. I will give you the money tomorrow. So the butcher gave him the meat, and he went in the same way to the baker, the oil merchant, the wine dealer, and the cheesemaker, and took home to his mother the meat, macaroni, bread, oil, wine, and cheese, which he had bought on credit, and they ate together merrily. The next day, Gufa pretended he was dead, and his mother wept and lamented. Oh, my son is dead! My son is dead! He was put in an open coffin and carried to the church, and the priest sang the mass for the dead over him. When, however, everyone in the city heard that Gufa was dead, the butcher, the baker, the oil merchant, and the wine dealer said, Oh, what we gave him yesterday is as good as lost. Who will pay for it now? The cheese dealer, however, thought, Gufa, it is true, owes me only four granny, but I will not give them to him. I will go and take his cap from him. So he crept into the church, but there was still a priest there praying over Gufa's coffin. As long as the priest is here, it is not fitting for me to keep his cap, thought the cheese merchant, and hid himself behind the altar. When it was night, the last priest departed, and the cheese merchant was on the point of coming up from his hiding place, when a band of thieves rushed into the church. They had stolen a large bag of money, and were going to divide it in the dark church. They quarreled over the division and began to cry out and make a noise. Thereupon, Gufa sat up in his coffin and exclaimed, Out with you! And the thieves were greatly frightened when the dead man rose up, and believed he was calling to the other dead, so they ran out in terror, leaving the sack behind. As Gufa was picking up the sack, the cheese merchant sprang from his hiding place and claimed his share of the money. Gufa, however, kept crying, your share is for granny. And the thieves outside thought that he was dividing the money amongst the dead and said to each other, Oh, how many he must have called if they received but four granny apiece, and ran away as fast as they could. Guford took the money home to his mother, and after he had given the cheese merchant a little to say nothing about what had happened. Guford's mother once bought a large stock of flax and said to her son, Oh, Gufa, you can surely spin a little, so as to be doing something. So Gufa took a skine from time to time, and instead of spinning it, put it to fire and burned it. Then his mother became angry and beat him. What did Gufa do then? Well, he took a bundle of twigs and wound it with flax like a distaff. Then he took a broom for the spindle and sat himself on the roof and began to spin. While he was sitting there, three fairies came by and said, Oh. See how nicely Gufa is sitting there and spinning. Shall we not give him something? The first fairy said, I will enable him to spin as much flax in a night as he touches. The second said, I will enable him to weave in a night as much yarn as he has spun. And the third said, I shall enable him to bleach all the linen he has woven in a night. Gufa heard this, and at night when his mother had gone to bed, he got behind her stalk of flax, and as often as he touched a skine, it was at once spun. When the flax was all gone, he began to weave, and as soon as he touched the loom, the linen began to roll from it. Finally, he spread the linen out, and had barely wet it a little when it was bleached. 
The next morning, Gufa showed his mother the fine pieces of linen, and she sold them and earned much money. Gufa continued this for several nights, until finally he grew tired and wanted to go out of service again. So he found a place with a smith, whose bellows he was to blow. He blew them so hard, however, that he put the fire out, and the smith said, Oh, leave off blowing hammer and iron there. The smith said, Oh, leave off blowing and hammer the iron on the anvil. But Gufa pounded on the anvil so hard that the iron flew into a thousand pieces. Then the smith became angry, but he could not send him away, for he had agreed to keep him for a year. So he went to a poor man and said, I will make you a handsome present if you tell Gufa that you are deaf and that you have come to take him away. So the poor man met Gufa one day and said what the smith had told him. But Gufa was not slow. What are you, deaf? cried he, seized the poor man, put him in a sack and carried him to the smithy because that's what you do with death. There he laid him on the anvil and began to hammer away on him. How many years yet shall I live? he asked while he was hammering. Oh, twenty years, cried the man in the sack. That's not enough. Thirty years, forty years, as long as you will, screamed the man. But Gufa kept on hammering until the poor man was dead. The bishop once announced to the whole town that every goldsmith should make him a crucifix and he would pay 4,000 ounces for the most beautiful one. Whoever brought a crucifix that did not please him would lose their head. So a goldsmith came and brought him a handsome crucifix, but the bishop said it did not please him and had the poor man's head cut off, but kept the crucifix anyway. The next day a second goldsmith came, who brought a still handsomer crucifix, but it went no better with him than the first. This lasted for some time and many a poor man lost his head. When Yuva had heard this, he went to a goldsmith and said, Master, you must make me a crucifix with a very thick body, but otherwise as fine as you can make it. When the crucifix was done, Yuva took it on his arm and carried it to the bishop. Barely had the bishop seen it when he cried out, oh, What are you thinking to bring me such a monster? Wait, you shall pay me for it. Ah, worthy sir, said Yuva, just hear me and learn what has happened to me. This crucifix was a model of beauty when I started with it. On the way, it began to swell with anger, and the nearer to your house I came, the more it swelled. Most of all, when I was mounting your stairs. The Lord above is angry with you on account of the innocent blood that you have shed. And if you do not at once give me the four thousand ounces, and um, an annual fee to each of the goldsmith's widows, you, too, will swell in the same way, and God's wrath will visit you. The bishop was frightened and gave him the four hundred ounces, and bade him send all the widows to him that he could give each of them a yearly pension. Gufa took the money and went to each widow and said, What will you give me if I procure you a yearly pension from the bishop? And each one gave him a handsome sum, and Gufa took home to his mother a great heap of money. Then one day, Gufa's mother sent him to another town where there was to be a fair. On the way, some children met him, who asked, Where are you going, Gufa? I'm going to the fair. Will you bring me back a whistle? Uh, yes. Oh, and me too? Yes. Oh, me too. Me too? Asked one after another, and Gufa said yes to all. At last there was a child who said, Gufa, 
Bring me a whistle, too. Here is a penny. When Yufa came back from the fair, he brought one whistle only and gave it to the last boy. Yufa, you promised each of us one, cried the other children. Well, uh, you didn't give me a penny to buy it with, answered Yufa. And that is the story of Gufa's exploits. Thank you for listening to our story. If you enjoyed it, we recommend taking a look at our Patreon page as noted in the description below. You can earn great rewards while also supporting us to keep these stories alive for future generations to come. Also remember to subscribe to us on your podcast application and leave us a five-star rating if you enjoyed the story. A special thank you to Kat for their support this month. Without your contribution, we wouldn't be able to continue these stories, and we truly appreciate it. Visit thescaldcircle.com to stay up to date with all of our current events, news, and much more. Not only that, but you can also visit our story archive of every tale we have told. It's sorted by origin and region for the convenience of your listening pleasure. Thank you for listening to our story.